Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. It's impossible for you right now to minister to people in any capacity without being drained, without having virtue come out of you, without having strength or power come out of you. Jesus is modeling that and he's giving us also the importance of filling up, of staying full. Listen to me. Again, we must replenish our supply. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome, everybody. Welcome once again. Welcome to our online community that are joining us from all around the world. Whether you're listening by way of um, podcast or radio or whether you're watching by way of YouTube, uh, Vimeo, Roku, or however you however, or Glory to God TV or one of the other television networks that are carrying out broadcasts. We welcome you, welcome you, welcome you uh, to the services today. You are a part of this service as if you were actually sitting here today. And I want to welcome all of you that have come out into the house of God to hear the rich word of God. I know that you shall not be disappointed. Praise Jesus. Amen. Well, as you know, we've been in a series uh, for the past several weeks entitled Restore the Glory. Restore the Glory. It is the Father's desire to restore the glory to the church. Hallelujah. To restore glory. And we've been looking in the book of John, the second chapter. Uh, for the past few weeks, looking into the ministry of Jesus. And we've been examining the first miracle of Jesus when he turned water into wine at the wedding of Cana in Galilee. We won't be looking at all of that today, but there is a principle that's within this that is so simple, but it is also so incredibly serious that the Spirit of God highlights it for us today and we need to take special notice of it it is so simple that it is so easy for us to let it slip so I pray that you listen today with both ears you listen today with a heart ready to respond to what God uh, is saying are you ready let's go back again to John the second chapter we're gonna read just a couple of verses here we're gonna start at verse number three here's the situation John 2 verse 3 says this and when they wanted wine, or when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Wine here symbolizing the, the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the, the ability of God, the presence of God, his influence, the glory of God upon the church. The glory of God has gone. It is Ichabod has gone. The glory must be restored. And what is Jesus' solution for restoring the wine, for restoring the, the spirit? What is his solution? Well, we find here in verse number seven and eight. Verse seven says this, Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they fill them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. So Jesus' answer to this spiritless or powerless condition, to a spiritless, powerless life, spiritless, powerless, powerless marriage or relationship, spiritless, powerless 
situation is simple this, simply this. Pour out, pour out, well, rather receive and then pour out. Or we can say fill up and pour out. This is what he told them to do. Get the water pots. He said, fill the water pots, fill the water pots up. So in order to do that, they had to take their containers, go down to the local water source, and they had to take their empty container, fill it up, and then bring it back and pour it out. His solution to this spiritless life or condition, and I pray that you hear this by the spirit, is to fill up and pour out. Fill up and pour out. It's simple. It's simple. Even we can look at it in terms of banking. You want to make a deposit and then you make a withdrawal, make a deposit and then you make a withdrawal or it's as natural as your blood circulating through your body. Your heart does what? It pumps out blood from one side, I believe, and then it receives blood. However it do it, however it does, however it do what it do, it pumps it out and it receives. It pumps it out and it receives. And as long as it does that, everything is fine. Or it's as natural as breathing, right? You, you breathe in and then you blow out. You breathe in and then you blow out. That's the solution. It is so simple. It's so simple, but it's also very serious because if you blow out, breathe out, exhale, and you do not breathe in, you will die. Simple, but so serious. If your heart pumps out, but it does not pump back in, you will die. If you take money out of your account, make so many withdrawals, and you don't put everybody anything in, you will go bankrupt. It's simple, but it's also very serious. Just like the woman, the, the widow there in the book of 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, when she came to Elijah, she talked about her sons. She said, my sons, uh, the creditor is coming and he's going to take the, my sons away as bondmen or as slaves. His answer is simply, fill up, pour out. What do you have here, lady? Yeah, I have some oil. Have some oil, okay? You, then you go out and you borrow vessels. And of course, as you know, the account goes in, in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, you know how the account goes. She goes into the room and she closes the door. And what happens? She, she has the oil and she pours it out into one vessel and she draws it back and it fills up again. And then she goes, she pours out into another vessel, another container, and she pulls it back and it fills up again. It's continually, continually filling up and pouring out, filling up and pouring out. It's as simple as breathing, simple as breathing. But again, it's so simple, but it's so serious. And it's serious because you do not want to run on empty. You do not want to run on empty. And that's our subtitle today, running on empty, running on empty. Let me show you these things. Let's go to the book of Mark, Mark, the fifth chapter, and also another very familiar uh, text of Scripture. We're not going to read it all, but you, of course, can read it all at your leisure when it's time for your Bible time or Bible devotion. You can read it all. But we're going to talk about just briefly the woman with the issue of blood. Then we're going to go on to other uh, cases of Scripture. I want, you, I want to show you this. Mark, the fifth chapter, verse 25 says this, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. All right, that's the, that's the problem, right? That's the condition. You're familiar with this. What happened? Look at verse number 28. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Verse 29, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. 
And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Remember, she went and touched the Lord and she was healed. Praise the Lord. Look at Jesus' reaction. And this is what we want to look at today. Look at his reaction in verse number 30. Verse 30 says this. And Jesus immediately or immediately knowing in himself that virtue, say virtue, that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Now, a simple definition of virtue is, is power and strength. Power and strength. Strength has come out of me. Power has come out of me. This young lady or, or this lady, I'm sure, let's say young lady, praise the Lord. This lady, we don't know her age, but let's say this lady. Okay, how about that? This lady made a withdrawal from Jesus. She withdrew from the anointing. She withdrew from his power. She withdrew the strength from him. In other words, we can say after this encounter, Jesus became weaker. Or we can at least say that he had less, less of anointing, less of strength than he had before she touched him. He said, virtue is gone out of me. Strength has gone out of me. Power has gone out of me. Now understand something. God is limitless in power, in nature, in his nature. He never diminishes. He never diminishes in power, strength, authority, and might. Uh, even as we talk about the days of creation, uh, he didn't... On the on seventh day, it says, the Bible says he rested. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was finished. Right? Just like an attorney says at the, in, a, in a courtroom proceeding, they say, Your Honor, we rest, I rest my case. That's not because they're tired. It's because they've said all they can say. They've done all they can do. I've rested. That's it. I've done it. But understand something. Jesus was and is all God. But yet and still... He was and is all man. Are you with me? Jesus ministered as a son of man in order to give us an example. He didn't minister as God. Remember, if Jesus ministered as God, if he ministered as God, we would be impressed by what he did, but we couldn't follow it. But if he ministered, and he did minister as a spirit-filled man, he gives us, then he gives us an example that we can follow. That's why Jesus told his disciples, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. Look at Philippians, the second chapter. I want to show you this, and I'm trying to set the stage here so that you will understand this point. And I pray that as you understand this filling up and pouring out, I pray that you will never again run on empty. Look at Philippians, the second chapter, Philippians, second chapter. Look at verse six, seven and eight. And it says this, talking about Jesus, though he was God, talking about Jesus, was Jesus God? Yes, he was God, though he was again, fully God, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. In other words, he didn't want to cling to his godness. Listen, let's read further on down. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. One more time. 
Instead, he, talking about Jesus, gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus became fully human. That's why he could be touched with the feelings of, your, of our infirmities because he knows what you have gone through. He knows what you've gone through. And I've heard people over the years that's, that say, you know, you really can't minister to me except you've been through what I've been through. And I understand that to some extent, of course. But then they go, I heard people go even further. Jesus can't really minister to me about being a drug addict and, and having this oppression, this sort of oppression over his life because he's never been one. Let me tell you something. Jesus went to hell and experienced hell, which is far worse than your drug addiction. Are you hearing me? That's why he can be touched with every, he can, he understands what you're going through. He understands your pain. He understands the addiction. He was touched by all of it. He was tempted in all points, scripture says, but he did not sin. So he knows the pool. He knows the allure. He knows the, the lust, the, the feeling of it, but he didn't give into it. To be tempted is not sinful, but falling into temptation, yielding to temptation, that's where the sin happens. Are you hearing? Amen. So again, let's look at Mark, Mark 5, verse 30. It says this, and Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Virtue is gone out. Strength is gone out. Here's the point where I want to that we need to show you today. That Jesus is modeling, giving you an inside look as to what happens in ministry. What happens, now here was of course working in the miracle ministry, but many times of course you will work miracles, and I believe in God for that, miracle signs and wonders in your own life, but our ministries are different. You may have a, a, a teaching ministry, you may have a giving ministry, you may have a serving ministry, whatever you do, ministry is serving people. You're giving out to people, pouring out to people. And Jesus models the effects, of ministry, the effects that ministry has on the human spirit. Now, when the lady said, uh, when, uh, when, there, when Jesus said that virtue has come out of him because she touched his clothes, the virtue of the power was not in his clothes, it was in him, in his spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside your spirit. You do have a body and you possess a soul, but the power of God is resident, resident in your spirit. And listen, you and I were not designed in this condition, in this time, we were not designed to house a limitless power source right now. That is, when someone makes a deposit or rather a withdrawal from you, then immediately you're filled up again or you don't, or you don't lose anything. You're not diminished. That's not how we operate. That's the characteristic of God. As Jesus was in his physical form, he was telling us now that we will be diminished in some way as we minister to people. They will draw from you. They will drain you. It's impossible for you right now to minister to people in any capacity without being drained. 
without having virtue come out of you, without having strength or power come out of you. Jesus is modeling that, and he's giving us also the importance of filling up, of staying full. Listen to me. Again, we must replenish our supply. We must replenish our supply. When power goes out, it must be restored. You must not run on empty. Jesus practiced this in his ministry. Now I'm telling you again, if Jesus needed to do this, how much more do you and I need to do it? But we've forsaken this. We can become so incredibly busy pouring out, 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 giving out, ministering and serving, ministering and serving, ministering and serving, giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And just like the breath that flows out of your lungs, if you don't take a moment and pull back and receive once again, you're going to be at a loss. You will experience some form of bankruptcy. You will experience uh, some form of death. That's what people call burnout. Understand the principle that is very simple but very serious. When you pour out, you must also fill up. Let me show you some examples, examples of this. And let's look into the book of Matthew now. Matthew, Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Let's look and see what happens when Jesus fed the multitude. Jesus fed over 5,000 people. Best estimates between 10 and 15,000 people. Because the scripture says he fed, uh, fed 5,000 men. Not including the, the women and the children that were also there. If you think that woman with the issue of blood had a drain on him, what about ministering to over 5,000, 10,000, or 15,000 people? What would Jesus do after that? The Bible says, look, at, look what happened here in, again, Matthew 14, verse 22. And it says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead, on, go ahead, rather, and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. What happened after he fed the multitude? Disciples, y'all go ahead and get on the boat now. Y'all go over. Love you. Go ahead and go. People, all the 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 of y'all, y'all go ahead and go over there now. I've dismissed. So he dismissed the disciples. He dismissed the crowds. What happened now? He's empty or, or he's at least his reserves are lower. His reserves are lower. So what does he do? Look at verse number 23. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to what? To pray. Later that night, he was there alone. After he poured out, now he's going into the presence of his father to receive again, to fill up. Let's go into to another one. Let's look at Mark, the first chapter, Mark 1. Let's look at verses 32 through 35. And this is how it reads. It says, and at even or at evening when the sun was set. Now listen, that's very important. When the sun was set, they brought unto him all, say all, all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. Verse 33, 
and all, say all, and all the city was gathered uh, together at the door. You think that's going to be a pull on him? Think that's going to be a drain on him? All? You think a couple of people call you and won't pray? You think that's, <laughs> that's something that, how about all? Look at uh, verse 34. And he healed how many? Many. I want to get into that some other time too. Didn't heal all. He healed many. It says, verse 34, and he healed many that were sick of diverse uh, diseases and cast out many devils, not all, many, and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Now look at verse 35. He's given out, right? Virtue has gone out of him. What does he do after that? And in the morning, now that, remember all this started in the evening, right? So he may have ministered all night, I'm not sure. But in the morning, what happened? In the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there what? Prayed. He poured out, and then he filled up. He poured out, and then he filled up. Let's look at, let's look at uh, Luke, Luke the fifth chapter. As Jesus heals a man of man with leprosy the man comes to Jesus and says to him Lord if it be your will you can make me whole you can cleanse me you can heal me in verse number 13 the Lord says the Lord does this he says and he put forth his hand and touched him saying I will be thou clean and immediately the leprosy departed from him and he charged him to tell no man but go and show himself uh, rather and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Look at verse 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes. Talk about a pool. Great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And what happened after that? And he, what? Withdrew himself into the wilderness and what? Prayed. And prayed. I hope you're seeing a pattern here. Yeah. Yeah. And even after, understand this, even after Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood that we talked about earlier, what happened after that? He went to Jairus' house and he raised his daughter from the dead. What did he do then? Did he go pray? Well, you see, in the very next chapter that he goes to his own hometown. He goes to his own country where nobody pulled on him. Remember, the Bible says that he could do nothing there uh, because of their unbelief. So he goes from a place where everybody's pulling on him. He goes to a place where nobody's pulling on him. He'd get refreshed there, couldn't he? Nazareth had a, re had a reason and had a purpose. Isn't that something? Have you ever gone to a place where everybody's pulling on you? Everybody wants something from you all the time. They always want something from you. Isn't it refreshing to get away to a place where nobody wants anything from you? Where you can hear from God, where you can be refreshed and restored. Now, please understand something. Going to a beach is wonderful. Uh, getting a hotel room is wonderful. I'm going to get away from people. I'm just going to go and rest. I'm just going to sleep all the time. And that's wonderful. That does wonderful things for your body, but not your spirit. Power has come out of your spirit. You need to be restored spiritually. 
Now take your retreat as well. Go sit in your mud bath if you want to mud bath yourself. Go ahead and do that. Take your cucumber and your seaweed wrap. Go ahead and do that if that's what you want to do. Lay out and get you a tan. Now some of you I wouldn't recommend that. If that's what you want to do. But do not forsake your spirit. Because the power, your strength, flows out of your spirit. And when your spirit, man, is tired, when you're wearied on the inside, you can sleep all day long and still wake up tired. You can be drained on the inside and begin to shake. You're shaking and don't understand why. It's because your spirit, man, is so tired and has not been refreshed. Sleeping is not always the answer. It can help. But the true power that you need to restore your virtue comes from the presence of God. And this is one thing that we have forsaken. Remember, it was the servant's responsibility at the wedding to maintain the wine. They were the ones serving the wine to people. You want some more? You want some more? I think you had enough. But you, okay, anyway, you, you, some more? You want some more? You want some more? You want some more? They were supposed to serve and maintain the supply of wine, but they didn't do it. They didn't do it. The servants didn't do their job. And so Jesus comes and Mary tells the servants, whatever he tell you to do, you do it. You broke it, you going to fix it. And we're the ones who were meant to steward the presence of God, to steward the glory of God. And we as a church, the church world, have missed it. We've gotten so busy, gotten so busy with programs and this and that, and now the glory has departed. But what's the Lord's answer? Pour in or fill up, pour out. Fill up, pour out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Getting away where nobody knows your name. That will only solve some of the problem. The true source of the dilemma is that we've run out of battery power. Wouldn't it be a shame for someone to buy a brand new 2022 uh, Tesla vehicle? That thing is 100% electric. Wouldn't it be sad for you to, and I'm sure it will come charged off the lot, but wouldn't it be sad if you take it out and you never charge it? All you got is a flower planter then. It must be charged. You must be charged. You've got to charge up. You've got to charge up. If you don't charge up, you're going to run on empty. When your car runs on empty with gas and you're burning fumes all the time, you're going to clog up your fuel injectors if you have that kind of car. You must be refreshed. You must be restored. You must be renewed. You must be revived. You must be. Sleep alone. Getting away from people alone won't do it. You're going to have to pay attention to your spirit. That's where the power flows. You got to fill up. Turn to your name and tell them, I got to fill up. Got to fill up. Now, this was that way with Jesus, and you know it's that way with us too. 
you can guarantee you. If anybody who's ever worked with people, you can testify that there is a drain. You can't see it, but you show can feel it. Those of you that work in the food bank can show, feel it. Those of you who work in the healthcare industry can show, can show, feel it. Uh, feel it. Those of you who got family can show. You can't see it, but you can feel the life come from you. You can feel the virtue, the strength go from you. You can feel yourself go down, getting weaker, diminishing in strength. What do you do? You got to get filled up again. You got to get filled up again. Now, Jesus gives us several illustrations about this. Even in uh, John the 15th, John 15 chapter, verse number five, he talks about this. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can give out, give out, give out, give out. But you got to go back to the source. You got to pull on the branch. You got to spend that quality time with him. Ephesians 5, look at this. Ephesians 5, verses 18. Ephesians 5, uh, verse 18 through 21, or just verse 18. It says, be not drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be what? Be filled with the Spirit. The word filled there means to fill up, to make it full. You got to live full. Sometimes you're going to have to come away. Now, we're going to, I want to show you this. There, there are two times when you're drained. Two times the Lord has shown me when we are drained. It's not just you, it's me too. You don't understand that, right? There are two times when we're really drained. One, when you're ministering to people. And two is when you're enduring temptation. When you're fighting the devil off. It takes power out of you to deal with people. And it takes power out of you to deal with the devil. Virtue will come out of you and you, it must be replenished. This is one way that they get filled back up in verse number 19 here. It says singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music uh, to the Lord in your hearts. So singing to the Lord can help fill you back up again. Singing to him can help you fill back up again. You're putting that charger, that invisible charger, you're plugging it in your side. In your eyes. You're getting charged. Praise God. Singing to the Lord. I can't sing. Who told you you're going to be on American Idol anyway? You sing to the Lord. Sing to him in psalms and hymns. And it goes on to say, and give thanks. Giving thanks to the Lord fills you back up. And give thanks for everything to God, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and further submit to one another, rather, and further to submit one another out of reverence to Christ. So you're going to fill up by singing to the Lord, giving thanks to him. Submit, you're going to uh, get filled up by getting in that word and reading, reading your Bible. That fills, you, that fills you up. That fills you up. Spending time with him in prayer. That fills you up. 
pouring out your heart before him, laboring in his presence. Sometimes you're going to have to cry in his presence. Sometimes you're, you're well in his presence. There is no judgment in his presence. There is no criticism in his presence. You should be able to, to be there and just pour it all out to him. Tell the Father about everything and then sit there and receive from him. Just like you don't necessarily feel sometimes when somebody's making a withdrawal sometimes sometimes you may not feel when the father's making a deposit but after a while you know what's there so don't think i've been in the presence of god i've been praying i don't feel anything don't think that you haven't been filled now sometimes you can charge your cell phone but if you don't stay there long enough you only get a little bit of a charge amen, amen, amen. but if you let it stay on there for a while <laughs> If you let it stay on there for a while, y'all, okay. If you let it stay on there for a while, you eventually reach 100%. Don't be so busy that you can't spend the time with the Lord and get filled up. You can fill up throughout the day. Get filled up. You can go throughout the house and pray in the spirit. I'm, I'm in the yard and I'm, I'm just going back and forth praying in the spirit saying, Father, I receive your presence. Holy Spirit, I receive from you. I receive from you. I receive from you. I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I'm, I'm walking up and down the street. Hallelujah. I'm getting away. I'm stealing away. I'm getting away in the presence of the Lord with the intent of, of serving him and being filled up because I know that there is a drain on my life. Let me give you some, some drainers, so some indicators of a drained heart. Then we're going to close out in just a minute. Anger, constantly angry, is an indicator that you're running on empty. Depression, worry, anxiety are, are indicators that you're running on empty. Being short-tempered is an indicator that you're running on empty. Any other negative type emotions, things that... Things that you could normally endure, you can't endure it. You're running on empty because understand it is the Father's power that helps you to deal with folk, I mean people. It is his ability in you. It is the spirit of God within you. That's the power you need to help you deal with people. Hallelujah. And if you don't have the spirit of God within you to help you deal with people, they're going to rub you the wrong way. He is the oil that you need that helps you, that helps to lubricate your life when they come to you. Now you love them. Hallelujah. We love people. Praise Jesus. God loves people. We love people. Praise God. Amen. If it's hard for you to say amen, that means you ran out of oil. Are you hearing me? We got to get back in the presence of the Lord and say, Lord, fill me. If you got to beg, say, Lord, I beg you. Uh, uh, as your son or as your daughter, as your, as your child, I come before you. I ask you to fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me. Tell him all about it. Tell him what so-and-so did to you. Tell him what they did. Tell him what they did. And release that in the presence of the Lord. Give it back to him. Give it back to him. You've got to stay filled up. Let me show you one other example here of how we have to stay filled up even after a time of demonic temptation or when the devil's really at you. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts, the fourth chapter, as we begin to close. Acts 4, look at verse 29 through 31. 
And it says this, and now, Lord, this is what the apostles prayed after some serious persecution. Listen to what, listen to what they prayed and what happened. It says, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant it to thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And what happened after they prayed? And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. So what happened? They were filled, I thought they were filled on the day of Pentecost. Yes, they were. Now it's time for a fresh infilling. It's time for you to get filled up again. This process of feeling and, and refilling goes throughout the whole word of God. I could show you so much more. It goes throughout the word of God. But I believe you, you have the point today. It goes throughout. You must be refilled. To live a successful life, you must fill up in the presence of the Lord daily. If you forsake that time of fill up, just like it, it would be the same thing as you if you forsake um, charging your cell phone. You're going to go and make a call and there'll be no power. You're going to go to minister to somebody and there's no power. And all they're going to get is you. You may have been there before. When all they get is you, all they get is your mood. I've been there before. Then you had to go back and apologize. Hey, hey, look, uh, I'm sorry about the way I acted and this and that. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize that I offended you and blah, 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 blah. You may have done that before. I have. I have. I didn't mean to be that way. I didn't mean to do that. What happened? I was empty. I failed to receive. I failed to fill up so that I could pour out. So I tell you, don't forsake that time. Rest, yes. Get away, absolutely. Absolutely do that. But you must fill up your spirit. You must receive more virtue, more power. If you do not, we'll perpetuate the cycle of running on empty. And that's not going to help you. And it's not going to help people that you're called to minister to either. To restore the glory, get into the presence of the Lord. Practice his presence. Go in and go out. Go there with the purpose. Father, I got to get filled up. Fill me up, Father. Fill me up. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the word that you've given us today. And Lord, we pray by your spirit that, uh, that we pray for the grace to fill up. And Lord, we pray you give us the wisdom to fill up. When we go to pray, Father, I pray that you will give your people the wisdom and the grace, Lord, that you will lead them by the hand and show them how to reach that charging pad. Show them how to fill up in your presence. And Lord, I pray for the grace that, they will, uh, that they'll need to pull away and to charge up and then the grace they need to pour out. Lord, we give you praise today and we give you honor. We release this to you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise, would you? Hallelujah. Did you understand that? Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. 
It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.